All right, Kevin Barker, let's see. Danny Jansen walked it off on Mother's Day. And, uh, well, he walked it off again tonight, which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, was... Holy cow, will somebody get a freaking hit day? (laughs) Finally. Finally. It's early. Standings don't matter. Biggest win of the year, Kevin? Uh, So far. Yeah, you could say that. That, With who was on the mound for the Jays today, the way he was looking, uh, the way the offense was looking, the way they battled, the way Jordan Romano came in and threw more fastballs than he did sliders when's the last time i ever said that to you jeff i'm gonna say uh, it. never i don't know he never. he did that he punched two guys out when it mattered the most with two elevated fastballs good for him they made the pitches when they had to make them danny jansen this is two nights in a row eric swanson yesterday getting beat on his third best pitch wandy peralta tonight throwing a first pitch slider to a guy easier pitch to get in the air jeff Change up that has a little sink to it, which is his best pitch. A sinker at 97 or a little floppo, floppy get-me-over slider that he can create a little backspin, get out in front, pull that thing in the air, and guess what he did? Did a little moonwalk to first base. I just sometimes, sometimes it'll make you scratch your head a little bit about the way they overthink it when it matters the most. But give Danny Jansen credit. He got it. He didn't miss it. That's a huge win for them. Maybe you could say biggest win of the season. They really needed that, especially the way we've been talking about the Yankees for the last two days. Yeah, and let, I mean, let's be clear again. It's you know we're we're not even we're not even through the the, the third week of of May yet. It's May seventeenth. But I think all things considered, given what has transpired in this series, you know, and I'm not frankly, I'm not just talking about the you know the Aaron Judge side eye thing, the uh, third base coach thing, the you know. Domingo Herman ejection, all the drama around this. I'm just talking purely from a baseball point of view. The Jays needed something, something to go right against the Yankees. And I, I found it interesting, Kevin, before the game, how I, I wouldn't say the page was turned in all the drama. It's 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 not going to be. I mean, it's tomorrow night. It's the same thing. There's still going to be. The sense of drama. There's, you know, the Jays and the Jays and Yankees don't like each other any more today than they did yesterday, just because the Jays sort of publicly came out and you know said we've made our case. You know, we made our case to MLB. All the stuff that was done off the field. Time now to take care of business on the field. I mean, that was essentially what John Schneider's message was pregame. And I mean, Chris Bassett. You know what? Have you what can you say about Chris Bassett? Twenty-seven scoreless innings, um, perfect. Kevin, other than the dude who pitched last night, Chris Bassett was the perfect guy to have in this situation. Absolutely, the perfect guy to have in this situation because he was just, just in control. And I, I'm going to say this: Chris Bassett. By the end of this year, Chris Bassett may be asking himself, "Why didn't they put?" pitch calm in and give it to me <laughs> seven years ago i'd have like five cy young awards right now if they'd done it he is he has been nothing short of masterful since his you, first start you really do think that's the reason why he's been so good because, i think because of pitch no, I, timer. I, I think i think it's i think it's part of it no pitch timer and pitch calm the fact that he can call his own pitches absolutely i think pitch calm more than the pitch timer 
The fact yeah. that he can call his own pitches. He doesn't have to waste his time going through which of the 15 pitches he has, you know, he wants the catcher to call. Get the ball, call the pitch, and then we can fiddle around with the clock if we want. You know, then I can I can wait until two seconds left. Um, it was just, uh, it's just, it's... Yeah, it's masterful. It's fun. What it's he, fun he, watching Chris Bassett pitch. He he well uh, yeah he he also took a pitch timer violation against Judge on purpose. Yes, it, it was it was an O two pitch. It was it's okay to go to one and two if you don't have conviction Absolutely in what is. you want to throw. Absolutely just take the pitch timer violation and it's one two. It's not going to kill you. M- me, I think if you dig in a little bit more with it, Jeff, he's very unpredictable. Like like the ninety four to sixty nine, it's a giant difference. Like you talk about game plans, you talk about before the game starts, you're sitting around in your locker. How do, how do you attack ninety four to sixty nine? Like mm. what are you doing with it? Are you letting it travel? Are you hitting it the other way? Are you crowding the plate? Are you pulling it? Uh, he's he's very unpredictable. Oh oh, we saw five different pitches for strike one. He had four different pitches for strike three. He threw nineteen of twenty six strike ones. He averaged 14 pitches per inning. I just don't know how you attack that. And and then you add, like you just mentioned, the pitch timer thing, uh, the pitch clock thing, where he's just like sort of in rhythm now. He's using it to his advantage. Uh, it sort of looks like it's kept him in a flow where he's mm-hmm. not overthinking it, right? He has such a good game plan. He reads bats the way he does better than most human beings can read it, especially in that quick of time, right? He knows exactly what to go to when a guy's barrel is telling him to go to that pitch. And then he can do all the things that I just mentioned. He only had one walk and he's doing it with that almost 30 mile an hour difference between his breaking ball and his best fastball. And Oh, by the way, Jeff, his sinker, he can do it up and into a righty. He can backdoor it to a righty. He can throw it to a lefty, which is, you know, a lot of people say a sinker to a lefty because of the bat paths. No, no, he's throwing it to them. He can throw the cutter to a lefty. Like I said, I, I, I don't just don't know how you game plan against it. And I guess you don't, when you don't it sort of looks like it's been looking. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. It is Blue Jays talk. Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker, 3 nothing. The Blue Jays beating the New York Yankees. The fourth and final game of this series goes to more. The Jays with an opportunity to gain a a satisfying split, I guess, if, if you all things, all things considered here. Uh, Kevin, before Danny Jansen came to the plate, the Jays were, what, 0 for 16 with runners in scoring position. Um, they left uh, 15 runners on base. I mean, look, Garrett Cole, they had chances to get against Garrett Cole right from the get-go. Sloppy sloppy defense by the Yankees out of the gate. Uh, and, uh, had two guys on, Springer and Bichette on right away. Uh, Varsho flew out to third base. <laughs> Chapman, Belt striking out back-to-back. That wasted an opportunity. The Jays did that all night long. Uh, Whit Merrifield popped up with the bases loaded, and then the, the 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 play that made me think, the play that made me think, frankly, that the Jays were not going to win, uh, the double play off the bat of Alejandro Kirk, where, where Kevin Biggio, who's only on this team for two things, he's only on this team for two things. One of those things is his ability to run the bases. Uh, now, you know, a softish liner off the bat of Kirk. Terrific play by Anthony Volpe to to elevate and to make the catch. But 
real. I mean, Kevin, you just if you're if you're a base runner in second base, you, you, free, you freeze. You freeze, you you go freeze back. on a you line free, drive. You freeze. You go and back. Go back. You freeze. You go back. You freeze. You go back. Like you that's don't all take you're half a step yourself. towards L- third, let Louis, alone a Louis full Rivera, step. Louis Rivera. Louis Rivera before the ball left the bat is looking. Kevin Biggio would look at him. He would tell him how many outs there is, and he would give the sign of making sure it goes through. Make sure the line drive goes through. Freeze and go back. Freeze and go back. It's it's. Baseball 101, it's a mess up. Jeff, if I'd have told you, say you went to the cottage today and you called me after the game and I said the Blue Jays had runners in scoring position in the first, the second, the third, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, and then finally they won it in the tenth. Would I, just by telling you if without saying the tenth, would you have thought they had won the baseball game? That's the whole thing here, right, mm-hmm. is you can go sort of the way you're going when you have the starting pitching you had, and then all of a sudden you saw sort of a different Jordan Romano. Maybe it was because he went out for two innings. This is the reason why he's throwing more haters. But that should tell him a little something, right, that against a good team, meet of the order, the fastball plays, especially the elevated fastball. Uh, so that elevated did, fastball to, oh, to Rizzo at 98 was no, – No question. So it should tell him something. It should give him a lot of confidence to throw it a little bit more. It'll make the slider better. Now he's able to get away with some bad sliders. So hopefully he can move forward and be better with it going forward with those kind of things. But it's a big win for them, right? 0 for 16 going into the 10th inning. You thought there's no chance they're winning this. Danny Jansen comes up, gets a giant hit. Maybe they, this will carry over for them tomorrow. Maybe they'll get some more hits with runners in scoring position, make it a little easier for John and Petey, Don Mattingly over there to try and not have to make the perfect move all the time. The uh, Jays did get good news before the game, if you uh, missed it. Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s uh, MRI came back negative on his knee. He was I, he was busying himself in the dugout. I, I think that was probably more decoy than anything else. But uh, it wasn't a very successful decoy because he had to be – Don Mattingly had to go over and say, it, it, you know, because he was putting his cleats on and everything. And then he took it off and put the jacket on, and Mattingly had to go say, yeah, you know what? This is the thing, thing, Vladdy. This whole trickery thing doesn't work unless you continue it, right? Uh, but anyhow, hey, the Jays won the game. It's a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk. We think it might be the biggest win of the year. I want to know what you think, 416 870 Star 591, triple A, triple six, zero five ninety. Steve in Hamilton, to right. your way of thinking, Steve, biggest win of the year so far for the Blue Jays. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Hey, Kevin, how are you? Hey, we buddy. are great. Um, you know, I made a point of going out for to watch this game because it was Carrot, or Cole and Bassett. I thought it'd be a great pitcher's duel, and it turned into a gem. And I was hoping Danny Jansen would walk it off, and Danny walked it off in style. Pretty big. Um, for me, as like a purist, I think it is the biggest win of the year with uh, that pitching tonight. They were spectacular. It was great. What do you guys think? Yeah, listen, thanks for the call. Look, uh, I mean, Kevin, where would they be? Given, given, given what Alec Manoa is going through, where on earth would they be without without Chris Bassett? Not in third he, he, place. How's no, that? And, well, yeah, and, no. and I, and I got to say this, you know, because I know there are there are folks out there um, look, not every move Ross Atkins has made has worked. Not every move this front office has made uh, has worked. Uh, and I know there's, you know, I'm sure we'll get calls at some point about the, this bench, which, I, I mean, look, I think they need another bat, and they don't have one in the organization. I'll just flat out say it. I'm not saying it needs to be a game changer, but I just, I look at this lineup, and it to me, it, it doesn't seem complete. But one thing you have to admit, if they hadn't signed Kevin Gossman, 
and uh, and and Chris Bassett to those free agent contracts. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, the money might have been used elsewhere, and they may have had other pitchers. But those those two guys, Kevin, not just what they have done, because I thought Kevin Gossman was terrific yesterday, even though the Jays lost the game. Just what Absolutely. they have brought to this staff and this team, the sense of um, I don't know what you'd call predictability. it. Predictability. Predictability. Thank you. Predictability. Predictability is what they've brought. Innings is what they're bringing. That's what I need. I need predictability. I need innings. Those those two dudes are the only reason that people were picking them to to go to the World Series and possibly win the World Series. That that's the reason icing on the cake was Varsho and Belt and Kiermaier because they're left handed and one of the guys plays elite defense in the outfield. So those were icing on the cakes. But yeah. Absolutely. When you bring in Chris Bassett, a veteran guy coming off a decent year, you're thinking that can carry over, help out a little bit because of the unknowns at the back of your rotation. Now you're thinking you got three elite dudes. You figure out the other two. You know, if you have to go out and make another move, you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. I Look, after the first start, you were scratching your head on maybe – Maybe this ain't going to work out. Maybe he's got too many pitches. There's no way the pitch thing's going to work, right? Can he do that on the mound by himself? Can he call his own game and look at Leet doing it? Can he set guys up? Can he think that far ahead? Can he read bats and think about pushing the right button? All of a sudden, man, it looks it looks like it is second to none, like he's been doing it forever, which is a credit to him. It's a credit to everybody else. You know, I think in the uh, between starts, he's using that pitch timer and to to his advantage, how to game plan and those kind of things. It's kind of cool to watch. Yeah, it's elite. I, I mentioned it. I don't know how you game plan against it, right? It's 94 the fastball. It's 69 with the breaking ball. What do you look for? Where do you try and hit it? I don't think you do. When it's like this, you probably don't. Go up and pray a little. 416-870-0590, star 590, 888-666-0593. Nothing in the Blue Jays walked it off against the New York Yankees. Danny Jansen with the walk-off three-run blast, a no-doubter. The series will wrap up tomorrow back at the Rogers Center. Darren in Bradford, you're on with Blair and Barker. What's up, Darren? Just a question for Barker, really. I just want to know when you're going through this, when you're playing your playing days and you're in a four-game set early in the season, you got media talking about bullpen problems and you got a lot of potential issues long-term. It's early in the season, but... What's the mindset in the dressing room right now? Is it still loosey-goosey? Is it just, you know, we'll take the win and we'll just do the little things? Um, you know, I'm just curious to know as a ball player what your mindset was going through these. Yeah, it's a great question. Thanks for the call. Look, look, early in the season, it's very individual. Like, like I hate to say it that way. I know it's a team game. Everybody thinks it's, you know, everybody's rooting for everybody else. It's very individual. Everybody wants to get off to a slow start. If you get off – or a fast start, if you get off to a slow one, you're trying to turn it around. You're trying to figure out how to fix it. You're talking to everybody that you need to talk to. So I think early in the season, you're trying to find your way. You know, you may feel the weather may be hurting something. You may have run into a guy that's put you into a funk. Offensively, lower half, mechanical thing. You're swinging at bad pitches. Like, there's a lot of things go into this. But, yeah, again, again, I just think the way the media the last couple of days has talked about the Yankees. Jeff, we talked about this today. Basically, the Yankees have taken the – Blue Jays behind the woodshed the last two days and done what well, they wanted they, to do. I mean, they've essentially look. They, they've had a they've had a guy. I mean, they've had a guy just get a ten game suspension because he was cheating in a game against the Blue Jays. Let's, yeah. let's just say it. It yeah. wasn't a game against Tampa. It wasn't a game against Baltimore. Last nope. night's starting pitcher cheated against the Blue Jays. I mean, the first two games of this series have been one gigantic raised middle finger to the Blue Jays 
and 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 to the front office and to the coaching staff, especially the coaching staff. You know, you call the major league office, and and we broke down today what the real reason was behind the whole positioning of the coaches and in, in in the boxes. I mean, the the you know, the Jays are convinced the Yankees have most of their signs, and they are convinced that the Yankees have a lot of tells in their pitchers. Where they got it from? That's you know that's something that I'm sure they're they're looking into. But the fact of the matter is. Uh, you, you know, the Jays called the commissioner's office about it yesterday and the commissioner's office. I'm sure they hung up the phone and said, I can't believe we had to take that call. But anyhow, <laughs> they said, you know, hey, you know, that's stay exactly in your, what they said. Yeah. They said, stay in your boxes, <laughs> stay in your boxes. And of course, the Yankees didn't. Pete Walker got in with Luis Rojas. I mean, I'm, I'm dead serious, man. The first two games of this series were a raised middle finger to the Blue Jays. And it's the Yankees coming into your backyard and saying, we don't, not only don't we like you, Al, we don't like the way you go about your business. Like, we think, I, I got the impression the Yankees are kind of looking at the Blues. There's something going, you know, we kind of think you're a little bootleg, to borrow a phrase you used. Mm. I think the Yankees are looking at the Jays. We think you're a little little bootleg. It's nice you don't do the stupid home run jacket anymore, but we still think you're a little bootleg <laughs> and you're a little arrogant for a team that hasn't won anything. I mean, that's basically what they're saying. They showed you a lack of respect, and... Yeah, uh, you want, you've got one more game against them, and then you don't see them again until the end of September. Um, you know, this is a good way to get what I would call step one of the necessary two-step revenge you're going to get. But you've got to finish it tomorrow. You've got to come back finish it tomorrow. And yeah. you know what? At some point in September, they're going to have a big series against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's you, you file all the stuff that happened away, and if you need extra motivation, you probably shouldn't. But if you need extra motivation, uh, if you need extra motivation, you'll get it. Uh, John, listen. One thing I know about John Schneider, I, I'd be willing to bet. I'd be willing to bet, Kevin. There are a few players in this organization he feels more attached to, or more. There are a few players in this organization he has the depth of feeling for. That he has for Danny Jansen, who walked off the Yankees with the three-run homer tonight. This was John Schneider a few minutes ago talking about Danny Jansen. When he's good, when he's doing his thing, you know, he's got damage potential. He's got great bat-to-ball skills, and he's on base a lot, you know. Uh, he's shown that over the course of especially the last couple of years. Um, it's huge for our lineup. You know, I think that, you know, when you look one through nine, when you get contributions up and down, um, you're just you're just so much more dangerous. So... Hopefully he can kind of continue to run with this. Yeah, they're really, I mean, you really do get the sense that Danny's kind of the, 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 there's often a man of the moment thing happening with him. And tonight with no Vladdy in the lineup and Kevin Kiermeyer out with the, uh, with, 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 with the flu that's kind of working its way around, uh, uh, around the clubhouse. Um, I mean, you know, the spotlight found him again. And, uh, and Danny Jansen, Danny Jansen came through, just kind of reinforcing why that that Kevin, there are dudes on, on teams. I really believe this. It's not that the numbers are secondary because you got to hit the stay in the majors, but there mm-hmm. are there are just some guys that sometimes you can't quantify what happens, right? Some uh, there's just no explanation for it. Yeah, sometimes guys just come through. That's sure, sure, that's sure. But, well, because of his long stride, he has to have great rotation with his hips. He has to rotate with his backside, his back foot, and take advantage of a terrible pitch. He did exactly what he was supposed to do in that moment. Good for him. I root for him. He's a great kid. 
Three nothing. The Blue Jays walked off the New York Yankees tonight. We will take a break and come back, get you caught up with the standings around the American League East, and uh, get back to your phone calls as well. The number is four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. It's Blue Jays talk on Sportsnet five ninety. The fan in the Sportsnet radio network. Tough read. You just got to know where your defense is and. You know, with nobody out there, just be a little bit more cautious. You know, Cav's a great base runner. You know, he's got great instincts, and, um, you know, you <laughs> easily see your worries when he's in the bases, really. But it was a weird play. Probably thought Kirky hit a little bit harder. Volpe made a nice play. Um, you know, you kind of just flush that one out. But Cav's, Cav's one of our better base runners. Whew. Man, oh, man. Find yourself somebody who loves you as much as John Schneider loves him. So wow. Cavin Biggio. I'd have been a double A tomorrow. <laughs> that's a fact yeah. yeah yeah i mean look look when you're hitting a bucket some change you better run the bases good that's all I, I, I just spoke about the soft spot for 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 danny jansen um you know i mean we we've talked about Kevin biggio the organ is somebody in khaki land loves him and the manager likes him as well i mean that that's that that's all there is that, that's really all there is to say about it. Um, at some point, you know, at some point, at some point, the rubber's got to meet the road because, uh, I, I mean, you can't this, this this bench right now. I mean, this this depth the bench right now is just not good enough. It it isn't. Um, Santiago Espinal is kind of trying to find his way. I don't know if he'll ever get it back uh, in Toronto. And, and Kevin Biggio, I just don't, I just don't think he's good enough to be. Being John, a, on, a, John's, on, a, on a playoff team, I I'll j- just don't think he is. John sounded like a manager who won a baseball game. Yeah, he say, exactly. He sounded like a manager <laughs> thankful not to have to be answering questions about whether or not the dude who hit 62 home runs last year is still is still peaking. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-660-590. Shout out Darren Judge for covering his eyes after that single, by the way. I thought that was a nice touch. Uh you didn't mind it, Kevin? I didn't see that. Yeah. He did that? Time for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can bet in things like player props, totals, or game outcomes across many different sports. 19-plus play responsibly, Ontario only. Uh, it was not uh, Danny Jansen's three-run home run. was not the only walk-off three-run homer of consequence in the American League East, uh, the American League East race tonight. Pete Alonzo. Walked off the Tampa Bay Rays with a three-run homer. The Mets came from behind to beat the Rays 8-7. to Of course, the Rays are still setting the pace in the American League East. Indeed, they're setting the pace in Major League Baseball. But with that loss, the Rays' record is now 32-12. and The Baltimore Orioles. My Orioles. Can, Kevin Barker's Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. <laughs> Picked up another win, three-one over the LA Angels. Uh, their record is twenty-eight and fifteen. Of course, the Yankees lost because they were playing the Jays and the Boston Red Sox, twelve-eight over the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Boston is twenty-four and twenty. Kevin, they're getting their you-know-what together. The Red Sox are. They can I, mean, I know they're only that. four. They're only four and six over their their last ten. But they're getting they're getting some pitchers back. Stuff's kind of falling in place a little bit in the bullpen. Uh, we think the lineup is really good. 
Top uh, five lineup in baseball. <laughs> four games over 500 and a 545 winning percentage would have you tied for first place in the AL Central. All it gets you in the American League East is a cup of coffee and last place. Junior in Scarborough. You're on with Blair and Barker. You you sound like a you sound like a person who's happy that the uh, that the Jays kind of turned the page and all the 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 drama with Judge and and the off field stuff. I am, but I'm sorry. This is so embarrassing. The last few days, and honestly, for quite a while now, Manoa calling out the whole Manoa and Verdugo and Manoa and Cole and Pete Walker and Louis Rojas, like. Pete Walker, instead of shouting at the third base coach, go figure out your aces slider and see what's wrong with that. All right? John Snyder, okay, like this guy is calling one of their hitting coaches or assistant coach. He's telling him to shut up, fat boy. Like, it, it's Brad Wilkerson, former Montreal Expo, friend of the show. Right. You know, I used to drink to beer with up, Brad Wilkerson. Boy. Seriously, Barker, in Montreal. I used to drink beer with him. Anyhow, go ahead. Yeah, no, like this is like – it's just from the top down. It's not just a Manoa thing, a player thing. Like this is coaches as well. And you have a guy sitting right beside John Snyder, who I think brings the professionalism that could keep these guys in check, right? And Don Mattingly, right? Because between the use of Kevin Biggio, my goodness, okay, the questionable uh, bullpen decision making and these pinch hits, you really think the Jays are going to win a World Series with, with this guy at the helm? The Jays have a lot to think about, man, because this drama and all of this, like, what have we accomplished to be talking like this? Seriously, it's embarrassing, and the Yankees being a class organization, right, they made us look so stupid the first two games, and I was listening to the Michael K. show, and we're a laughingstock. We're the laughingstock the last two days. Anyways, thank you guys for taking my call, man. No problem, Junior. Um, yeah, listen, it... it uh... You know, I think I made my point pretty clear before the break. Uh, I thought uh, the Yankees like to throw their throw their weight around. Um, I, I still maintain that what we saw in the second game of this series was kind of, a again, a giant raised middle finger, kind of flipped the bird at, at, at the Blue Jays. But you know what? You're the New York Yankees. You can do that. Um, I mean, it would be nice if you, I could sit here and say you're the New York Yankees and you've won multiple wor- World Series in the last 10 years. And but, do you it, can't. But, but you can't because they haven't. Uh, but they are still the Yankees. And, um, you know, there's there's two ways to look at it. And and, and one is, and, and Junior, you know, there, I'm, I know there are a lot of people out there who will be rolling their eyes at a lot of stuff that went on. The other, the other way to look at it, though, is I think in some ways the I think we can say the Jays have gotten under the Yankees' skin in some way. Not, not that it's necessarily manifested itself in the on, on the field, but it's pretty clear. You know, these two teams don't like each other. Kevin made this point, um, and 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 Buck Martinez made this point the other day as well. You know, we're down in the field before the. There's not a lot of huggy, huggy, kissy, kissy between these two teams. Like there's there's. Ooh. There's not a lot of you know guys going out. I mean, my God, the Boston Red Sox come to town. I mean, Rafael Devers might as well be in a Blue Jays uniform. He spends so much time with. Vlad. I mean, they do. They just they're, they're buddies. Everybody's got they've got similar agents. You know, they run into each other in the off season. Everybody's friends and everybody's chatting. I frankly don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I don't think you have to hate your enemy. You don't see a whole hell of a lot of that with the Yankees. Maybe part of that is because they're the Yankees and they have a way of of of, of operating. 
but there is a noticeable difference in terms of the Blue Jays when it comes to that as well. There's just that there's a noticeable difference. So there are two organizations that 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 don't like each other. Um, but you know, Junior's absolutely entitled to that opinion, and I would be willing to guarantee you that he's not the only one who feels that way. Yeah, I think that's well said. I think there's a lot of expectations throughout that organization for the Blue Jays. It's it's win time, and if people and if they don't win, I'm sure there'll be changes, and maybe Junior will get his wish. That's just the part of that's part of baseball. That's part of being in a winning organization when the expectations are as high as they are, and you don't win. I'm not there yet, but yeah, could happen. Well, our friend John Morosi was on Blair and Barker uh, earlier today, and he used the word, I think the word he used to describe the Blue Jays season so far was unfulfilling and um, something less something less in its entirety so far than what we expected. And I think I, uh, I think John Morosi is, is absolutely right, and I'm willing to bet that if you spoke to the Jays players and the coaches and you said, do you – are you happy with the way this season has gone so far? I'm willing to bet most of them would say it could be better. The good news is because it's baseball, they'll get a chance to improve on it tomorrow as they play the Yankees in the fourth and final game of this series. Plenty of time to talk about that, though. Tonight, let's celebrate a Danny Jansen walk-off. 3 nothing. Blue Jays beating the Yankees tonight. 7.07 will be the first pitch tomorrow on Sportsnet 590, the fan and Sportsnet. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Did you know that vehicles rust faster in warmer weather? As the weather warms and we all get ready for summer, make sure your vehicle is protected from rust with Crown. Visit crown.com for your nearest location. 